Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Good morning and welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. This is where top performers share their secrets that will help you achieve your personal and professional goals. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and today with my together, along with my incredible guests, we bring you inspiring and actionable insights that will help you take your life and your business to the next level. And ranked in the top 2% globally, this podcast really is a must-listen. So let's dive in. And today I am delighted to welcome back my friend Lisa Mannion. She's been here a few times and we've known each other for, geez, ever in Facebook years and we've always known each other, it seems like. She is the president and founder of Ride on Creative, a renowned marketing agency. And she's not only a podcast host, but also a best-selling author who has transformed the lives of countless individuals. And today we dive into her two core topics, and these have revolutionized revolutionized her life and her business. The first one, marketing with integrity. That's how I met Lisa. She does not believe in ordinary marketing tactics. She emphasizes the power of strategy and messaging. And it's not just about generating profits, all those are nice, but it's more about doing it ethically and aligning your values with your marketing efforts. And her proven strategies have generated millions of dollars for her clients. The next one, and we've talked a bit about this in the last the last episode she was here with me, Healing with Love. Her new best-selling book, Spiritual Sugar, The Divine Ingredients to Heal Yourself with Love, takes readers on a transformative journey. It explores the profound impact of love on our healing processes. And with a foreword by Dr. Joe Vitale and an afterward by Neil Donald Walsh, this book is a beacon of hope for those who are seeking personal growth and, and self-love. I have the book. Grab it. Read it. It's, and she, we're going to tell you why. So good morning, Lisa. It's good to have you back on the show. How are you doing? Good morning. It's so good to be here. I am doing well. I'm excited to connect with you always. We have been in the same sphere for a very long time, and that says a lot for both of us and our businesses because – there's something to be said for staying power and following your passion and sticking with it. There is. And, you know, I was looking the other day at Facebook and not LinkedIn so much because I'm not probably as active as I could be over there. And Facebook was really where I started out. But I I got to realizing because I was looking going, how long have I known this person? How long have I known this person? Who the heck is this person? Okay, I hate to do it, but I'm a friend. You know, make room for new people. And I am shocked and delighted by how many people like you I've known since the beginning, and we're still friends. We're still chatting. We're still referring, you know, people to each other. We're still out there. So good for us. I know. It's amazing. You know, it's not always easy. I'm not going to pretend it is, but there is something to be said about really having a clear vision and mission and plan and aligning it with your values and that helps solidify the long-term sustainability, even if there are some, you know, um, highs and lows, which happens with any business. But 
the key is always and ha- and I think will always be consistency. There's so many people that chase after the next bright shiny object and and jump on the bandwagon to you know teach people how to build their presence on a specific individual platform that they don't even own, which I know you and I know a lot about. Um, Chat GPT um, right now, everybody and their grandmother's an expert. No, they're not. They're learning. Yeah. They're taking yeah. the time to learn it and adapt it and, you know, really get on board that we have to. We cannot ignore Chat GPT or any of the other iterations. But to be an expert when you've only known about it for six weeks, give it a rest. You're going yeah, to lose credibility. What, that's a little wild to me too. I've I've been watching that and I've been watching the whole the whole AI evolution with fascination because AI isn't actually new. This is just no. a new iteration of it. And, right. You know, it's there's going to be pros and cons, but you know, as a writer, as a content creator, as someone who um deeply respects copyright and intellectual property and trademarks and all of that, I do have some concerns about about intellectual property. I mean, already there's a lot of copycats out there that will grab our content and duplicate it, but this just makes it even easier. So I'm I'm just curious to see how that's going to roll out. I'm watching in fascination. I am as well. And the thing with ChatGPT in particular, and I'm not picking on chat, I use it, but I use it for product productivity. You know, I mean, I can set out my whole darn day in 10 minutes by going into chat and saying, Okay, this is what I need to do today for everything from, you know, clipping the cat's nails to building a website. I mean, I put all the minutiae in there, and then I'll tell it to prioritize. And it does, and I'm like, ooh, and off I go. So for productivity, it's wonderful. But the problem with chat in particular is that you have no way to protect your stuff. I mean, they keep everything. And they Absolutely. Can that's, so be that's very, very careful with chat GPT. Well, it was really fascinating because I did I did a podcast, an uh, episode of Your Message Matters about this and also did a blog post about it. And one of the ladies that chimed in on the blog post shared a story about a person who had a contract with a publishing house, took their manuscript in. The person they were working with at the publishing house, I'm just going to say clearly wasn't an ethical person because they took the manuscript and ran it through chat you know, chat GPT. And then what happens is all of that information is now loaded into the aggregate, which anyone can access. Anybody and can grab it. If they know they what, what terms and names they're, they're looking for, they can get everything yes. you ever wrote in there. Be careful. So you know what there happens? are other iterations that have privacy. Chat GPT yeah. is not one of them. I saw that. So what happened to this particular writer is that pub- the person, the representative at the publishing house, ran it through, had an AI-generated version produced, canceled the contract, and published the AI generation. Is somebody going to get sued, I hope? You know, I hope so, too, because of of intellectual property and also just because of of the ethical implications. But these are just some of the uh, situations that are coming up. With this, because we've got good people and we've got 
bad people, and it all depends on how a person approaches the use of any tool, right? They can be ethical, they can be unethical. It's not as if plagiarism hasn't been happening throughout the ages. It's just always been wrong. This makes it more readily available. And the other thing is the whole fact-checking thing, which I think is so fascinating because AI will just hallucinate things. It will make things up if it thinks something sounds better, and they don't plan on that being changed anytime soon. So, yeah, I mean, it, it does... It does bring up a really good point about we we need to adapt and we need to adjust. But what I've always said when it comes to, you know, marketing with integrity, there are two things that will never, ever go out of style, your message and your strategy. You may need to evolve and massage, massage each of those, but if you are super clear about that, then you're going to be able to stay the course and you're going to be able to pivot when needed without blowing up your brand rebranding, reinventing the wheel, starting something new. So that's that's my best advice to anyone listening. You know, be really clear about your message, be really clear about your strategy and be careful about jumping on the latest greatest thing. Make sure you know what's really involved in any of the new tools and technologies and things that are out there because they don't always appear to be as they are, right? They may seem to be really great and in in essence you're actually giving away a lot of your content if you're throwing things in there and asking it to rewrite for you. So just something to think about. You are, and so many people, and I hope some eyebrows are raising right now, thinking, oh, ChatGPT is wonderful. I love it. I can put stuff in there, and I've got a blog in 10 minutes. I might have to you know, tweak it a bit, but I've got a blog. That blog now belongs to the world, and anybody can grab pieces of it and make it their own. So... Yeah, just be careful. Read, let's let's just go, I'm going to put on my non-existent lawyer hat. Read the fine print, no matter what it is you're doing. Read the fine print. Always, always, yes. So, and we're talking about, and I don't even know how we got off chat, but chat is a big deal right now. And it is marketing with integrity. I mean, it really is. So let's it is, put down it is, that a little bit more. Yeah, we we segued into that because we were talking about people just jumping on the bandwagon and kind of chasing the latest, greatest thing as opposed to really owning their own values, vision, mission, and creating a solid foundation based on true conviction and what actually works, right? So for me, you know, marketing with integrity is really pretty simple. It's doing what you say you're going to do, being who you say you are, delivering what you promise, aligning everything with your values, and specifically not poking at pain points, right? Instead, amplifying passion points to paint a picture of possibility to make the world a better place. And I'm not saying that pain point marketing can't work because we know that it can. However, what I've found over the years is that it tends to uh, emotionally manipulate people into the sale, which in turn causes dissatisfaction, buyer's remorse, return rates, and chargebacks. And often, people who are disappointed will not specifically tell you, but they will tell everyone else. And then that impacts your reputation and future business and creating long-term sustainability. So for me, it's all about keeping it real. I believe that people are people, not numbers, and that business is personal. It is, and I'm so glad you said that about, you know, they're not going to tell you necessarily, 
I had a, a long chat on my podcast yesterday with my very dear friend, Ben Gay III, and we talked specifically about, you know, people are, because he'll say, go ask for the sale. If you didn't get the sale, ask why you didn't get the sale, which is important because you need to know how to serve your clients, serve your audience. And you don't know what you don't know, right? You just, oh, well, that didn't work. You know, moving on to the next one. That's a bad idea. But we so got to true. talk and about he's a master. Ben is he amazing. Is. I have five favorite people in the world, and he's in the top two. And I, I don't even make any bounds about it. He knows he's in the top two. He keeps saying, who's the first? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he he and I have been connected for many years as well. I know. He sent me a copy, a signed copy of his book, The Closers, which is one of my cherished possessions. I love to keep signed copies of books from people that I love and admire, and that was just such a beautiful gift. Did you hear any of that, or did I had had I muted you? No, it was no, muted. It was I thought we got. I thought we got oh, disconnected. Shoot. I just sent you a text. No. I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I hit the wrong button. I'm so sorry. So let me go back. We're talking. Oh geez, I hate it when I do stupid stuff like that on my own show. But yeah, it's me. I can do whatever I want. I guess it's but your show. Were, you can do what yeah. you want. <laughs> when Ben and I were chatting yesterday, we were talking about. It's kind of a human condition, but people, you know, he, we were talking about ask for the sale. If you didn't get the sale, don't just walk off. Go to your, and you've read this in the books. So you already know this, but, you know, don't go to your, your sales manager. Oh, I don't know what happened. Well, did you ask why you didn't get the sale? Because you need to know. You don't know what you don't know. Was it something you did? Was it something you didn't do? What Did they just not like you? What the heck happened? So you can fix that. But the conclusion to that little you know conversation was that basically people are not going to you know get they're not going to jump up oh yeah 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 i love this i love it but they're going to say okay we're never doing that again and and contact everybody they know 17 people as opposed to one person they don't buy from this person it happens it's a human condition we either like you or we don't chances are you'll know we like you because we bought from you and we continue to buy from you but you don't know why. But if we don't like you, somebody's going to hear about it well, a lot. You know, the interesting thing is, too, it's not even in, in the closing, right? The closing, that's good to follow up with as well. But there's oftentimes when you've entered into agreements with companies or businesses who promised deliverables that they're simply not delivering upon. And that's another phenomenon that I'm seeing. And even when this information is communicated, documented, some people are just allowing things to fall through the cracks and not following up, and they're losing business that way. And so I think it's really fascinating, you know, to to watch this trend because I think most people know better and they understand that if you have a client, you need to provide service. And if they're sharing with you, things that are missing, and you're not listening and responding and being attentive, that's going to damage the relationship even more. It will, and I bet, in fact, I know you're a lot like me. If I have not gotten something done that day that was on my list and my client was expecting it, but I'll do it tomorrow, I have been known to take my hiney out of my bed at 1 o'clock in the morning and just go do it because I can't stand it. 
my conscience will not let yes. me rest until I did what I said I was going to darn do. Well, and even and if you're not late, able but it to, got done. yeah, even if you're not able to face it and let the person know there's going to be a delay, the thing that I'm finding right now that's really frustrating and that's happening across the board is that that follow-through and that commitment and that communication, which, as you know, is huge for me, and that's why right. I created a whole communication framework so that we can communicate better, not only in marketing, but honestly, people are using it in conversations with their loved ones to to resolve challenges that they're having. So I think that communication piece is key, which kind of takes me back to in business, you know, that your word is your honor and your values equal value. So you have to infuse those into everything you do. And if you're not upholding your values, you're definitely not operating with integrity. Absolutely. Let's go back to your communication uh, framework. I wanted to ask you about that. You got to me a little quicker, but it's on my oh, list. Oh, sorry, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> well, we read each other's minds oftentimes. I think we've That's known each other. Very true, so long. very true. So let's talk about that because it is important. Communication, honestly, if you don't have it, oh boy. I mean, your life just gets muddy quickly. It really does. And, you know, I, I've been using this framework for a very long time. And I was doing it intuitively, which a lot of, you know, multi-passionate, mission-driven, intuitive business owners do. We just know what to do. And it was, it was almost 12 years ago now, I believe, I was featured on the cover of Aspire magazine, another very dear friend, Linda Joy, who's been in business for decades as well. I, know, I remember that. That's how long we've known each other. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Her. Wow. I know. So, <laughs> so she, good to have you here. Right. Isn't it so funny? Flashback. It's like old home week. It's a reunion. But she had me, she featured me on the cover of Aspire magazine, which is an absolute honor because people that I really admired, like Louise Hay and several others had been, you know, featured in that magazine too. And at that time she said, Lisa, you've got to name what you're doing. And, and, you know, I'm telling everyone else they need to do that, but I'm just intuitively doing my magic. And so, you know, name it and claim it. It's a thing because what happened is as I was writing the article about my process, I realized, you know, I am using a framework, but I'm using a framework that's different from the standard problem, agitate, and solve framework, which I don't like because poking at those pain points is what is amplified in that whole arena. So I was working with some of the top copywriters back in the day, and I I knew something was off, which is why I started doing things intuitively, but I thought, or doing things differently and intuitively. And I thought, you know, who am I to question these gurus? Because they've been around a long time, and they must be, you know, there must be something to this, which, you know, takes me back to my other comment about, yes, the pain point marketing can work, but but the ramifications are not always worth the payoff. You can make some quick money, but you've got, you know, that buyer's remorse, the return rates, the dissatisfaction, the chargebacks, all of that. So instead, I just... I softened the approach, which I think is really important, particularly because women influence over 80% of all purchasing decisions and have for decades, yet that hasn't been fully acknowledged yet. The information is there and people know it, but it hasn't been fully acknowledged. So I thought, well, let's, let's think about this. We're really interested in relationships more than transactions. So with my framework, it's very simple. The challenge, you need to know it. 
So that basically just means you need to know where your clients are and where they want to be. And you can acknowledge that with empathy and understanding and without hitting them over the head with a hammer or being um, completely disrespectful and making them feel horrible about themselves, which is what a lot of the pain point marketing does. And the second step is really the solution. You have to be it. So you have to own your magic and present it to people in a way that they immediately understand what you're doing. So even with my framework, the challenge for the people who are drawn to my framework is they're totally turned off by pain point marketing, and quite frankly, pain points are their pain point, which I know seems like a bit of an oxymoron since I'm saying don't push the pain points, but I'm not pushing them. I'm just saying if this doesn't resonate with you, I've got a different way. Let's look at it. So my people don't want to do pain points. They want to focus on passion points, and they want to make the world a better place. So in my solution, depending on what I'm talking to a person about, I can then prescribe a specific offer that I have. In this context, what I would say to people who are not wanting to push pain points and really want to make a big difference in the world is take the messenger quiz and learn what your messenger type is if you're a launcher, a leader, or a legacy creator. And you'll receive some next steps for where you are. You'll discover your messenger type and a special exercise to help you solidify your value proposition within your solution. And I'm going to tell you why that's important. The value proposition part in the solution is often what people miss. And the value proposition is what you deliver, the results that you get from that, or the transformation that occurs. So you want to make sure that you're sharing how this can impact people. So, for instance, people have taken the messenger's quiz discovered what their messenger type is, learned how to really showcase their value proposition, and have attracted ideal clients just from that. Some have just blown through energetic blocks that have kept them stuck with their marketing message, meaning the pain point energy was not aligned with their values, so they felt like if the only way they could market was using these antiquated pain point approaches, that they were just going to remain stuck and this was kind of subconscious and unconscious because they weren't sure what was in the way, but as soon as they heard about passion points, like, oh, my gosh, you've just lifted an energetic block and has kept me stuck for decades. Now I can own my magic and I do, can do this in a way that feels right, and that's because everyone else was teaching the other way, and this is a fresh approach, although it's you know decades old now. So, again, it's the challenge. You need to know it. The solution, you need to be it. And, you know, this was, I gave you a quiz um, example, but you want to make sure that you have your value proposition dialed in for every single revenue stream that you have. You mentioned in my bio that I've helped generate millions of dollars for my clients, which is true. I have a process called the content strategy plan process. And in that process, we really look at your big picture goals, reverse engineer into a plan, to get you to step into the revenue goals and the impact that you want to make in the world, the people who take action, when I map these plans out with them, have been known to create million-dollar results. The people who have the plan but don't take action don't. It's always on the individual, right? I I can't force people to do that. But that's just another example how whatever offer, product, or service that you have, you need to have that solution and that value proposition really dialed in so that when people hear you talk about it, they realize, oh, yeah, that is the solution for me, which naturally leads you to the final part of this 
framework, which is the invitation, and often people call this the call to action, and truly it's just a friendly invitation. You've already acknowledged the challenge. You know where your people are, where they want to be. You have shown that you are the solution and that you can offer results, and then all you simply have to do is extend a friendly invitation. So in this case, I'm just going to focus on the messenger quiz because it is a free resource for you and I'm inviting anyone listening to go directly to themessengerquiz.com, take the quiz and get your free goodies. And it's just that easy. You can you can craft your message with integrity and with grace and ease when you're fully aligned in that way. And see, I'm almost <laughs> I'm very rarely speechless, but I think you just knocked the words right out of me. You do that a lot. I've noticed that. I don't know if I want you to come back anymore. You make me just stop talking. <laughs> so that's, that's okay. Well, maybe you needed a little break. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. No. I mean, I'm sitting here. I actually had to sip some tea because I was sitting here with my mouth open and going, oh, wow. Oh, my mouth's dry <laughs> because I'm sitting here just slack-jawed listening to you, but Everything you're talking about is just so true. And, you know, I'm a web developer. You know this. And I have a digital agency. And I will always, people will come to me for web development. And I almost feel like a, a divorce attorney sometimes. Like, no, you don't want that. You don't want that. No, 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 no. Let's, let's split this up and let's do something different. But what they find out after consulting with me is that what they wanted, nobody else wants. People get to a website or to your, you know, whatever it is that you're offering, it boils down to what's in it for them. That's all they want to know, what's in it for them. Can, you know, as Ben says, and Gary Third says, can they know you, like you, trust you, and feel comfortable with you, but what's in it for them? It's Absolutely. really that easy. You know, it's, it's so funny. I see, I see this often because, <clears throat> as you know, you're the, you're the tech brilliance. You do the tech part of the websites, which I absolutely do not do. I do help clients with strategy and messaging, but from a human perspective. So oftentimes, you know, people will hire a web designer or a web developer, and they're just wanting to focus on the SEO, which is absolutely important. Don't get me wrong. However, if you're just stuffing, right? It shouldn't be the whole thing. No, and if you're stuffing keywords and you're not really looking at your overall strategy and your individual page strategy and what you want actual humans to do because they're the ones that are actually purchasing your products and services, then you're truly missing the mark. I see this so often when I do Manion Marketing Web Makeovers. Oftentimes it's you know all me, me, me instead of the what's in it for me factor that you mentioned. And it's so important to be really clear. When we're here to be of service, the website really should showcase some of our talents, of course, but it should showcase what we can do for the end user. And that's, again, where we go back to value proposition. If you're not clear about that, then people are just going to go away. And also, if you're not inviting, meaning you're having a, a, an invitation or a call to action on every page of your site, you're going to be missing out. I see this on the About page all the time. I'll be checking out companies that I want to work for, and I'll go and I'll look, or work with, I mean, or people, whatever it might be, I'll go and look at the about page and I'll be reading and I'm like, oh my gosh, this person is fascinating. This sounds great. And then suddenly it just ends. There's no invitation for me to schedule a call, email about how we might play together, or to maybe even book them for a speaking engagement or invite them 
you know, to collaborate in something. And so it's, it's again, missing that mark. You have to have your website working for you. And that's why when I do manual marketing web makeovers, you are one of my trusted providers that I will refer people to and say, listen, I think you either need to make some adjustments here or start from scratch. Oftentimes we have to start from scratch, to be honest. It's very difficult. And people say, well, I don't understand why you can't just fix it. For starters, we didn't build it. We don't know, you know, where all the hidden rocks are. But That's a total challenge, you know, for many It is, it is. And oftentimes the website is so old that, you know, just put it, put it to rest and let's start fresh. But, you know, the thing is, and I, I'll be honest with you, talking about integrity, I have turned away probably more web development clients than I have actually accepted, which I don't know if I'm proud of that or not, but if, what they're wanting me to do is not congruent with what I know I'm willing to do and feel comfortable doing. Yeah, like, like I had somebody come not too long ago say, well, I just want a website. I don't need any. I do need SEO, but I don't need to do anything with social media. And I said, I can't help you. You have to drive traffic to that website. Social media is the way you do it. Right. Um, I would wind up literally building you a really pretty boat anchor because I'm very good at what I do, but it wouldn't do anything, and you would be unhappy. I would be miserable. You would give me a bad rap, and I don't want that. So, you know, figure out what you want. I can refer you to some other companies. I won't be able to work with you. And I did refer. I just wasn't willing to build a pretty boat anchor. Right. You know, and it's interesting. I've had many people reach out with very extensive projects and wanting to overvamp or overvamp. I can't even talk. <laughs> Revamp and overhaul. <laughs> I just made a new word. I love it. Um, I like it. <laughs> that's what we do. But the sites are so complex that really starting from scratch would be the best thing for them to do. And so many people are um, reluctant to do that. And also when people don't understand technology, like myself, I know just enough to be dangerous if it hasn't been explained to us as to what's happening on the back end and why things are happening, then we become very confused and frustrated. It so is. having the right partner that can explain it helps. Right. I was talking with a new client yesterday. I'm working with her on branding and her social media, but her website needs a lot of attention. And of course, I'm the web you know, person. I build them as I make gumbo. I'm always building a website <laughs> in my head. So we got onto our website, and I looked at it, and I said, you know, a lot of your stuff is just not working. She said, can you fix it? I said, yeah, but it's not going to happen quickly or easily because I didn't build this site. I don't know. I said, just as a for instance, on this particular page, you've got two different plugins that are fighting with each other. She said, well, what does that mean? I said, it's going to slow your website. And if one of them is broken or is not, you know, up to, you know, if it's not working with your particular iteration of WordPress, you're going you're gonna to start breaking. Well, I didn't know that. Well, no, you wouldn't. I mean, you, this is why you need experts, but not everybody's an expert is my point and your point, I think. You know, find, yes, find exactly. the people that you exactly. know can actually help you and, not, and they're not just, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. They have no idea how to do it. Make sure they know what they're talking about. That is another thing that, you know, I was just talking to a, a long-standing colleague about all of this as well, and she was saying, you know, Lisa, what I'm seeing with a lot of web support teams and web developers is they'll say, yeah, I can do that, and they'll just say yes, 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 because it's based on them needing to make the sale as opposed to it being their passion and service. And then when it comes down to it, those deliverables are not 
delivered upon. And again, that's a reputation thing. Like we were talking about marketing with integrity, it's extremely important. And so, you know, I don't have a magic wand, unfortunately, to wave over the world and say, hey, people, let's do better. But I'm just going to say, hey, people, let's do better without the magic wand and hope maybe some of that sprinkles out into the world and people start stepping up and, you know, doing what they say they're going to do and truly owning their magic and passion. And if it's not your magic and passion and you're just scrambling after the next bright, shiny object or the low-hanging fruit to make a dollar – that's what's causing that energetic disconnect that will prevent you from being satisfied in life and business. Mm-hmm. And you've mentioned the word magic multiple times. Magic is, well, my first favorite word is no. My mother said it was my very first word. It wasn't dog or daddy or mom. It was no. And she said, I <laughs> meant it. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> no is no a complete word as far as I'm concerned. If I tell you no once, I mean it. If I say it twice, it's just a courtesy. There is no third time. No is no. Back off. <laughs> That's all there is right. to it. <laughs> but you, 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 and I wrote this down, I think, three or four times magic. That's my second favorite word. Because as far as I'm concerned, as human beings, we are magic. Absolutely. So why, why not dig into that? And that's, I think, going to lead us into the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which is spiritual sugar, you know, your book. But yeah. I love that you think that you you sprinkle magic around so easily because it's important to understand that we're not just you know bags of meat. We are magic. We have it in us. We just need to figure out what it is and use it. It's so true, and I love that you know by sharing spiritual sugar with the world, I'm sprinkling a little spiritual sugar and magic on many people's lives, and I am just so honored. And honestly, just straight up blown away at the response that I've been receiving about the book. I mean, it's there was no no doubt that I needed to write it. I mean, I got a download from the creator to write it, so I'm not going to argue with that. So I got it done, and it, you know, so many things have happened since that. I've I've done a keynote at a supporting her breast cancer fundraiser. I've done multiple book signings at local independent bookstores and at Barnes and Noble been invited to come and speak on different summits about it and what's even more impressive to me than all of that is the personal feedback that I'm getting from readers I gifted a copy to a dear friend of mine who just got married her new husband is wonderful I sent them a little care package and then I happened to be they own a winery so you know of course we're friends and I was at their, their grand reopening not too long ago, and her husband said to me, I have to tell you a little story. Well, first she said, well, you tell him, you know, and he said, Lisa, I have to tell you, I, I was crying. And Audra walked in the room, and she thought something, like, really horrible had happened, and she said, what's wrong? And he said, I, I'm reading Lisa's book, and she's truly doing God's work here, and it just was so powerful. He said, the questions that you asked in there, he said, you're going to touch millions. And I said, I certainly hope so. You know, my goal with the whole book, it's broken down into three sections. It's about my healing journey. Uh, I had throat cancer and I was able to heal that with love. I did surgery, but then I also, uh, I supplemented that with a lot of non-traditional modalities 
to help heal. And because again, you mentioned Denise, we are magic, so it's we broken down magic. into three sections. There's the awakening, which is basically my my personal journey about you know what I went through, what I had to navigate, how I had to deal with Western medicine, and the second part is all about spiritual tools. There's over 30 spiritual tools there that you can use to just amplify your life, whether you're sick or not, quite frankly. And then finally, it's embodying spiritual sugar, and there's seven spiritual sugar principles that we can embody. Throughout, there are journal prompts, which are called spiritual sugar heart sparks. And those are designed to get you to really commit to you, to think about your own life and how that's going to help. And what's super cool about that is I'm now teaching employee wellness programs to help people create 30-day commit-to-me plans and really help fortify their spirit, their soul, their health, all of it. And corporations are bringing me in, getting a copy of the book for everyone and having me lead them through a process. I did my first one over a month ago, and I was just so delighted to be able to serve in that way. Okay. Repeat what you just said, um, and I started to scribble it down, and then I got distracted because I wanted to introduce you as soon as we're done to somebody that I think would be fantastic for your podcast and for you, to be honest. But what is what are you going in and teaching? Um, I'm teaching. To me. They're basically employee wellness programs. So corporations who have employee wellness uh, budgets, meaning they are investing mm-hmm. in the health and wellness, well-being of their employees are hiring me to come in and and teach spiritual sugar employee wellness programs. Within that, what I do is a personal reading from me, Q&A kind of about the journey, and then personal journal reflections on the seven spiritual sugar principles where people are guided to choose one that they wish to fortify for the next 30 days. They go back That's in and they look, the, yeah, they look at the spiritual tools. They grab two of those, and then they focus on infusing those into the area that they want to focus on for the next 30 days. And, of course, there's a checklist to keep them on track. And they sign a contract to themselves. It's a commit-to-me plan for them personally with whatever they're going to reward themselves for for following through. And, again, it's a very personal thing. They don't have to share if they don't want to, but they can. And it was so powerful. I did it for United Way. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. I love this. You know, when when I first started out, I you know I'm a nerd in stilettos. I really am. I mean, you ought to see my closet. It looks like Saks Fifth Avenue dumped in there. It's just horrible. I, I go in there just to visit <laughs> my shoes. <laughs> but but when I first started out doing what I do, I would you know, if I got something that I really had worked hard for, I you know got the client I really wanted. And I keep my clients for years, by the way, but I would reward myself. And it was always a designer bag. Always. So now I don't need any more. I can't buy any more because I got no place to put them. I have to, so I don't even really leave the house all that much, but I swap my bag out every week and hang it on the hook in the foyer so I can see it at least. I may not be going anywhere with it, but I can see it by golly. That was my reward. I love it. I rewarded myself with a gorgeous purple coach bag. 
Uh, Of course, I got it on sale because I'm a super smart shopper, but I love it, (laughs) and it's purple, and it's gorgeous. And, you know, sometimes I actually, you know, I look, when people look at it, they're like, oh, my gosh, she must have paid a fortune for that bag. I'm like, actually, no, because I'm a sales shopper and really smart about it. And I also, I'm practical. I'm really more practical than most people (laughs) think, but I think about that bag sometimes, and it's like, I almost get a little tinge of guilt. I'm like, oh my gosh, people are judging me because I think I spent a bazillion on this bag, but fact is, it's beautiful, it was a great bargain, and it makes me happy. I've got a couple Gucci's. I got a sale samples in the World Trade Center in Dallas. They're my two favorite bags. I will take them out of their sleeper bags just to smell them. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, these are some serious first world problems we've got going on here. Yeah, but, they uh, are, but but you do have to take care of yourself if you want a Gucci bag. And I would never pay full price. I mean, like you, it's like mm, no, I have cats to feed. Nope, nope, nope. But if I find a serious bargain and it's something to reward myself with, I'll go for it. I think about it, but I'll go for it. But every time I look at my closet, strangest thing, I can go in there and go. I remember. It, it's almost like a a memory jog for me. Oh, I remember what I did with that. I remember that website. I remember that client. I remember that challenge. They're, they're tangible. Hey, heck yeah, girl, you did it. Well, I think that's important, you know, in talking about rewards. When I back way back in the day, when I was in my twenties and I worked for radio stations, I worked for three three sticks. They owned three different channels, and I was a became a radio marketing master and had the corner office and you know was. Um, the sales rep, so I was selling air in essence and writing commercials, but I purchased, because I was so excited about that job, I purchased my first piece of real art, and I can't even remember the artist's name, but it's hanging in my hallway, and I walked by it and, and dusted it just the other day, and I was thinking, oh, you know what, that was such a cool thing I did for myself, I invested in a exactly. really beautiful piece of art, right. and it does, it reminds me, it reminds me of where I've been how I was honoring myself even then. So I think these personal rewards are really important, and that's why I build that in to the employee wellness program component. And this is all growing. Don't don't buy it just because you think you're going to do what you're going to do. The reward is after you have said, oh, good girl, I'm done. Exactly. And, you know, there's a big difference between intention and actions. Right, And so lots of people talk about manifesting and they'll create their vision boards and they'll just stare at them without taking action. And guess what's going to happen? Not much. You're going to have to dust the vision board. In my case, you have to knock the cat dust off of it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I um, I just am so happy to be able to serve in this way. And like I said, it's kind of evolving organically. And I can create programs that are just a one-time visit or a seven-month program where we look at each of those seven spiritual sugar principles, you know, month by month and commit to ourselves in that way. And quite frankly, the corporations are so excited about this because after the past several years, and I'm just going to call it what it is, the collective PTSD that we are all experiencing, Mm -hmm. it's vital that we all take better care of ourselves. And this book truly is my love letter to humanity to help inspire people to commit to themselves prior to having to face mortality because facing mortality is absolutely not for the faint of heart. 
No, and I remember you and I talking, and it's also in the book, that when you first got your diagnosis, it was a shock to you. But you also didn't talk about it. You kind of hugged it to yourself and said, now what, now what, now what? Yeah, I was very yeah, intentional was about getting divine guidance and also, you know, keeping it in my sacred sphere of influence because while I have a rather public persona via right on creative and now, of course, through spiritual sugar, I'm a, I'm a very private person. And even with, you know, the large followings on social media and all of that, not everyone following you is your champion. So it was important to me to not broadcast what was going on because I didn't want outside interference that didn't 100% believe that I could absolutely heal with love and that I was going to be okay because we've been programmed to believe that every cancer diagnosis is a death sentence, and that is not true. What what got you moving? I mean, yours is a... It's a pretty fantastic story. It's a sad story, and what starts out as a sad story. When I first read it, I was like, oh, geez. I mean, I was clutching my stomach. I really was. And I already knew the story because you and I had talked about it. But hearing it and then reading it, you pick up different pieces of it. We don't, we don't always hear. You know, we're like, oh, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. You know, we're so busy listening so we can respond very quickly. It's, it's again, a human condition. But reading it, very different from hearing you speak with me about it. And then I started remembering the conversations that we had. What was it, at what point did you say, I've got to share this journey? Love me or hate well, me, I've got to well, share this journey. Yeah, this is kind kind of a little bit, um, you know, it might seem strange to some people, but I get divine downloads, which I believe are directly from the creator. I'm very intentional about my, my connection there. I do, there. too. In the shower. And, I yeah, totally. So, in the shower. So, because when I'm in there and I start getting these downloads, I scribble on the, the shower wall. It works. I love it. Well, what happened for me is I was sitting in my office, and it was two years prior to diagnosis, and I got a very specific God nudge direct download that said, you're to write a book called Spiritual Sugar. It's going to be about healing with love. I think I also scribbled something like give yourself some love because I was realizing I needed to amplify my self-love at that time. But it kind of freaked me out because I was already given this big marketing with integrity charge. you know. And, and some people say in, in marketing, advertising, copywriting, that's a bit of an oxymoron, which is, is true and has been, and there's bro marketing and all kinds of weird things happening. But I, I journaled about it. So I put it aside, set it aside, and then fast forward, you know, two years later as I was kind of navigating what was going on and sitting in inquiry and not sure, I got another message that said, don't worry, you're going to heal this with love. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I went. I found the journal entry, and in, two, in true entrepreneurial form, I bought the domain on the spot, and I started building out the information. I was basically divinely guided to capture those journal entries of mine and things like that that I would share later. This was what I found is when you get a God nudge, when you get a divine download and you ignore it, you will be shaken into that purpose. So I ignored it for two years and you know, that knock got louder and was like, okay, you're not going to listen and you're not going to write the book because honestly, I didn't think I was a healed person and I was like, well, what am I going to do with that? And they're going to, you know, you're going to be given something to heal and you're going to 
you're going to have to go through whatever it is that you haven't been listening to when you're getting those intuitive hits and those God nudges. So that's that's what happened for me. And I knew that it was my mission to share the story. And I waited until my five-year all-clear anniversary, which is in Western medicine when they believe that you're just, you know, disease-free, no evidence of disease, and that you're considered cured. So I um, released it in November of 2022, November 22nd of 2022 to be exact, and it's just taken on a life of its own. And I knew, again, it's my love letter to humanity, and it is divinely guided, so I'm not going to argue with the creator. I'm just in a point in my life where I'm listening, and I'm hoping that this touches people in a really beautiful way. I know that it already is. I get a lot of questions, Denise, like, is this a religious movement? And I want to be really clear. Well, I have a very solid connection to the creator myself. That is my own personal relationship that has nothing to do with any organized religion. If that's your jam, totally great. And if it's not, this is going to lead you home to yourself. And if you've lost faith and you have lost hope, I'm going to invite you to be in nature more so that you can just stop and look around and notice that undeniably there is something much bigger than each of us. There really is. I mean, I my favorite place is underneath my pecan trees in my backyard. I will wander out there multiple times a day. It doesn't matter if it's rain, shine. We had a horrible two weekends ago. <clears throat> excuse me, two weekends ago, I think it was. And I was having a birthday party here, and all of a sudden, this storm just roiled in. And, I mean, it, it scared the bejeebers out of all of us. It was lightning. It was, you know, just thunder. It was loud. It was noisy. And all of a sudden, I saw two huge dogs running around in my front yard. They had gotten so scared, they broke their gate to get out. So I'm out there with the birthday girl, my best friend Maggie, in this pouring rain, and we're trying to herd these dogs to my backyard they were covered with mud. They were big. I wasn't going to bring them in the house. And just, I mean, literally, the minute I got that gate open and they went in there, lightning struck one of the trees. I was like, oh, geez. I mean, I jumped like a scalded cat. But my point for all of that is when you're out there, even if you're in the middle of what could potentially become a tornado, you have to understand that it is magnificent. It really is. I say that about hurricanes. You know, we're in hurricane season right now, and people say, oh, you know, do you, what do you do? Do you leave? Well, where am I going to go? No, I'm going to stay put. But once everything is done, you know, once we've done all of the, the prep work that we can do, you might as well just sit back and enjoy the drama because it's beautiful, dangerous, devastating, but magnificent. And that's yeah, how I look so at true. nature. Yeah, so true. I always am just regrounded every time I'm in nature. I get more creative ideas. I'm refreshed. I spent three hours at Lithia Park yesterday. I live in magical Ashland, Oregon, speaking of magic, and that place is pure magic. And I just went for a little hike. I took a blanket and sat down and did some journaling and meditation, and it was just beautiful. And then I was refreshed, and people will say, oh, well, gosh, I can't carve that much time out. That is actually part of my work, clearing my mind so that I can actually be of better service is super important. And this is going to seem a little counterintuitive, but I think it's really important that we unplug from 
technology as much as possible. Now, don't get me wrong, I love technology and I leverage it all the time. And, you know, certainly respect the power of it. And I think we've all gotten so sucked into being so connected to our devices that it's disconnecting us from our actual intuition and purpose. Oh, there's no question. I won't give people my cell phone number. I just won't. And they'll say, well, but I need to reach you. No, you don't. Exactly, exactly. You'll reach me when I want you to reach me. You've got my email address. You've got my my office number. Unless it's critical. And, you know, I'll check my email all the time, but you're not getting my, my cell phone number. I just refuse to give it. And, you know, that actually offends a lot of people. I really don't care. My privacy. I rarely give mine out as well. And it's because, it's first of all, it's a boundary thing. And the other thing is people need to learn to regulate their own energy. And their lack of preparation does not constitute an emergency on my part. I have clear electronic boundaries. So if you've got my, if you've got my cell number, you're someone I trust and respect. And I know you're not going to abuse that, right? But it's, it's really an interesting – there's so many um, – intriguing nuances with all of this and with how people have been sucked into pushing, pushing, going, going, rushing, and it's not necessary. When we slow down, in fact, I say this often, sometimes we really need to slow down to speed up. And I write about this in the book as well. You know, I mean, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. That's a quote from the Navy SEALs originally, interestingly enough, but it's really true. When you slow down, things will go more smoothly. And when things are going smoothly, they will actually speed up and get you the results that you want. When I first heard that quote, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what I've been trying to articulate forever. So I'm absolutely including it in in the book because we do need to be intentional. There is no rush, right? The finish line is actually when we check out, when we leave this earthly plane. So we're here to enjoy life. We're here to be of service. We don't have to rush everything. And in fact, this may ruffle some feathers, but what's new, that's kind of what I do in a very kind way, though. When people say that the universe loves speed and money loves speed, I think that that can be a disservice to many because then people rush into things that they're not fully prepared for, not getting the results that they expect. And they're like, but wait a minute, everyone's telling me that the universe and money loves speed, so why am I not you know, manifesting what I want to manifest or making the money that I want to make quickly because that isn't always true. I'm not saying it can't be true, but what I've found is when you slow down and you're more intentional in all areas of your life, then it's really important. And the other thing about slowing down is sometimes we're going so fast that we ignore our health. And I personally personally was put in that situation. Like you said, we talked about the journey, but when you read the book, there was that impact of, wow, this is really what she went through. Right. And it wasn't easy. No, it's not. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But Oh, that's okay. We we do that all the time to each other. (laughs) I'm going to lose my train of thought very quickly. When you say be of service, and I wrote this down, we have to be of service to ourselves before we can be of service to other people, which is what you're talking about. Slow down. And when you're talking about the vision board, and I slow down all the time, deliberately. I've had to train myself to do that. I'm a type A personality. Me too. I used to multitask like I had good sense. Don't multitask. Focus. A divided attention gets you nowhere really fast. But the other thing is, and this kind of goes back to the magic part of us, 
I am always asking the divine or my spiritual. I'm telling you, I have spirits that hang around and my ceiling fan, my cats watch them, I watch them, they're in there. Because when I'm sitting on the couch, I'm looking up at the ceiling fan saying, you know, this is kind of what I would like to ask, but I'm very careful about what I ask. Because when I ask for something, Lisa, I also expect it. I'm not asking, like, oh, can you kind of, sort of. I fully expect what I'm asking to show up, and it does. So I don't even. Well, that's the I desire and the intention it. and all of it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's amazing. And you know, I fully expected I would heal with love, and so I did. And that's another thing that I think is really interesting. Is you know, we've all heard of the nocebos, right? Where people can be doing, like, say, um, some kind of a study on a specific type of new medication, right? And instead, they give half of they give half of the test group the real thing and half a sugar pill or something that has you know, no real medicinal properties in it. And just by believing they're being given medicine that will help, often people are healed and get better. There's exactly. a thing that is the exact opposite of that, which is a nocebo. So if we believe something's true, we can easily heal. But if we believe we can't heal and that something is true, we can also expire. And what I mean by that is there have been times with the nocebo effect where people have been given a misdiagnosis and an expiration date and their belief in the fact that, you know, whoever the doctor or whomever gave them that expiration date and that diagnosis, they believe them so fully that they pass on that specific day. And it's been shown that some of these have been misdiagnosed, right? And so there wasn't even anything wrong, but the power of the mind is so powerful that believing that you're going to check out, you can check out. So I think, you know, my point with all of this is mindset is really, really important. And that intention and that desire that you talk to and you talk to your guides and spirits to help you with, um, it's important. It's important to be very aligned with that. And be very clear. You know, I've learned to be very, very clear and concise about what it is that I'm asking for, why I'm asking for it, and understanding that I fully expect it to happen because I asked for it, not that I deserve it, and maybe I do, I don't know, but I don't even stop to think, do I deserve this or not? This is what I'm asking for, and I'll wait for it. You know, you got five minutes. Let's go. Come on. You know, just well, and when happen. you're specific and you want something, it will happen quickly. That's part of the manifestation project process i wrote about it in the book as well in the middle of the pandemic i decided well if the world's going to end i want to swim because i love swimming and so i wrote down exactly what i wanted in a new living space and in the middle of the pandemic and in the middle of a housing crunch here in my area a one to two percent vacancy rate across the board for rentals and properties to purchase i was able to in two weeks manifest exactly what i wanted and the place had been sitting vacant for four months which is unheard of so clearly it was waiting for me there you go listen we are just about out of time would do me a favor well you're going to have to come back (laughs) we're not done here but tell people where they can find you you know share your online presence and what is your preferred means of contact for those who wish to learn more about you and you had mentioned let me find my notes here you had mentioned a quiz. Talk about that. Yeah, so let's, yeah. we'll start with that. The main place to find out about my philosophies is at writeoncreative.com. So you can go there. You can access the quiz from the top of the homepage there at this point, but I also have it housed 
separately at themessengerquiz.com. Just to keep it clean, you can go directly there and take the quiz, get your messaging exercise, and learn your messenger type. And finally, um, last but definitely not least, Spiritual Sugar. You can go to spiritualsugar.com and you can order the book there. You can also go into your local independent bookstores and ask for it by name. They can order it in for you, and I'd love to support independent bookstores. So that's where you can find me. And really the best way is to just check everything out. Um, I offer free meditations through Spiritual Sugar. I offer the Messenger Quiz and other great business building goodies through Write on Creative. So sign up and check me out. And if you want to connect, you can certainly call or send an email. Excellent. I have to tell you, I'm reading, rereading the book on iPad because and I never, ever loan my books out. My books are like my children. No, you, you can read it here. You can't take it with you. And the books in my, my office were all gifted to me by my podcast guests. They're not going anywhere. But I did loan my friend Maggie your book because I know where she is and I know how to beat her up. So if I don't get my book back. <laughs> right. Like yeah, getting my book. And she called me yesterday. She said, oh, my God, this is a friend of yours? I said, yeah. So she is just, her brain is kind of on fire right now. I wanted you to know that. But my point for telling you that I'm reading it on my iPad is if you go, if you have a Kindle Unlimited account, you can download it for free and read it. So there's no barrier to reading this book right now. Well, and libraries can order it in as well, just so people know. It's it's here at the Rogue Valley Metaphysical Library. I need to talk to the local, you know, mainstream library as well to have it there. But they can order it in as well. It's it's absolutely listed with all of the libraries. And I have my LCCN number for libraries, so they will happily order it in for you. So there is, you're right, no barrier and I'm looking for ways for people to sponsor gifting it to nonprofit organizations and prisons. Ooh, let's talk about that offline. Okay, everybody, okay. as we come, okay. <laughs> definitely, I've got ideas. As we come to the end of today's episode, we would like to request your valuable feedback, and it is valuable. If you found our insights useful and enjoyed the show, first of all, go find Melanie. I mean, just go find her. Lisa, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about somebody else. That was rude. I'm very sorry. But go find Lisa Mannion and get that book. So go to iTunes, leave us a review, and inspire people to, you know, follow their success journey with me, with Lisa, and all of my other guests. Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.